Angelina, you the cool in my temperature. If you call, I go come deliver. I no go fall in your hand never. So now me, you could love forever. I'm a cocky, no fee be letter. I'm a Angelina, Angelina, I'm a Angelina, Angelina. What's good? What's good, everyone? Welcome to the episode of Speaker Mind Podcast. It's your host Jeff Swab. I'm back in the new year, 2019. It's been a minute, but uh, we're back. You know what I'm saying? We're back on this tip. So introducing first. My name is Della. I'm a community activist in, t- in Toronto. I'm part of the All African People's Revolutionary Party. And I also have a blog, blackdollars.ca. Uh-uh. Introducing next. Hey, my name is Sia. Uh, I am an artist and a youth entrepreneur. Yes. That's what's up. And you know, you know, you love her. Returning. Uh-huh. Tracy K. I am a artist as well and a spoken word artist. Yeah, an artist, pretty much. <laughs> what's up, yo? So, yo, honestly, welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys for being part of this podcast. It's been a minute. Um, yo, it's been last time I think I recorded episodes like, what, two months ago or something like that? But, you know, a lot of things going on. It's been hectic. But, yo, we're back in this. You know what I'm saying? So, 2019, hopefully the new year. We continue to stay consistent and continue to bring that more, you know, great topic, great content, and all that good stuff. You see what I mean? There's a lot of things are going on, so like we like to discuss about it. You feel me? So let's just start off with something very interesting, right? For part of our trending topics. Everybody here has pretty known known what's going on about the whole R. Kelly surviving R. Kelly situation, right? Right? Okay, so for those who don't know, and it's kind of shocking if you don't know. We will give you a basic a, a, a brief synopsis or brief summary of what happened during that time. So who wants to explain to the listeners? Huh? Okay, I guess I'll deal with it. Anyways, okay, I'll deal with it. All right, I'll deal with it. It's all cool. It's all cool. But anyways, uh, so the documentary basically is from Lifetime, basically um, explained like what um, the abusers, the R. Kelly, the underage women or whatever, like all the victims or victims' families or the people who worked with R. Kelly at the time, um, how they played a role. Or they were part of the situation where R. Kelly basically, like, had, un- you know, sex with these women or, you know, and victimized them or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Girls, exactly, underage women. So, um, I guess they're just here to, like, you know, shed the light out one with the details of what happened, right? It's, it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? R. Kelly's a sick freak and all that stuff. So, there's a lot of things I want to dissect with that whole documentary. You see what I mean? So, um, um, I just want to know, like, just like for like for I'm gonna ask all of you guys, like, what's your take on it? What was your mind state going into it, and what was your mind state after the fact of learning what happened? So, Della, you know, you're the guy, you know, I'm coming through right now. So, you explain to the people. Okay, so I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see the documentary because for me, I didn't need to see the documentary. I grew up knowing about what he did uh, to that little girl, pissing all over. I didn't watch the the tape. Uh, I knew about the whole marriage with Aaliyah, but I was a child getting into a teenager. So for me, I took it as a joke because everybody else takes it as a joke. But now that the documentaries come out, basically a new audience is seeing the stuff that he's been doing on top of pissing on a girl and uh, marriage with Aaliyah. I have a different mindset now because before I was taking it as a joke because I remember Matt TV made a whole skit about it with the whole... Um, he was a, he was a boxer or whatever. They're, they're basically uh, doing a parody of "I Believe I Can Fly," and yeah, I remember laughing to that or whatever. But I was young. Everybody else was laughing to that. Even the adults were laughing to that. And I remember the Dave Chappelle skit. I was in high school with the whole um, "I want to pee on you" 
and whatever. But now that I'm older and I've been like, for me, Mute R. Kelly is already something I've been doing. I've been Mute R. Kelly before Mute R. Kelly was even there. So for me, now I'm seeing the whole R. Kelly situation through a new lens. I, I feel like I don't need to see the documentary to have an opinion about it because I know exactly what he is. And even the Boondocks called it too with their episode. So to me, everything just makes sense. But people feel like um, everyone's just getting on the bandwagon. It's like, no, everyone's not getting on a bandwagon. There's been bare people talking about it online. There's been bare people coming against R. Kelly. And even though there's some stuff going on with the Lifetime documentary, people are saying how um, Disney is behind it. They put money behind it. It doesn't matter because R. Kelly is basically a poster child for what's going on in the black community. There's rampant preying on young girls. There's uh, rampant pedophilia going on that people don't want to talk about it. So for me, we have to shut down R. Kelly, but it's going to be beyond R. Kelly. We have mm-hmm. to continue to stop the pedophilia going on in the black community and we have to expand expose it and just get rid of it because I feel like um, people feel it's a bandwagon because they didn't do the right thing 20 years ago. So now they're seeing all the outrage. It's the outrage that they should have had, but they want to continue to say, oh, what about this person? What about that person? I feel like we should just deal with R. Kelly, just cut them off and then Mm -hmm. continue to move forward and continue these conversations because it is bigger than R. Kelly, but because he's a poster child, we should just sever his head pretty much. Heard that. <laughs> See, what about you? Yeah, I think the documentary is doing... Did you watch it though? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I haven't had access to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's doing two things. I think it's providing history, um, stories, and context to a group of people who did not know about this because there's a large demographic of people, especially um, past a certain age range, who just had no idea. And then it's also just providing like insight into all the nitty gritties for all the people who already knew about the situation but didn't know exactly that he had this girl lying to this girl about another girl's age or lying to you know just all the in and outs of the story that you just wouldn't know about if you just knew off the bat R. Kelly is trash um, and sick so you're just asking how I feel about like going into it and then from what you like what you like learn from it from like after the fact based on the risk you know reaction through other people like is there any new information that you gain from it I always knew R. Kelly was just, just a trash man. He's just a sick individual. But I've never, like, went out of my way to, like, promote that just because there... Not that there hasn't been any reason to, but I feel like the documentary has given me a reason to completely X him out. Because I remember before when people would play his songs at, like, the reunions and the barbecues, whatever, it's like, oh, sick, step in the name, ah. and honestly, it's to this... To right now, to this day, I'm not sure if that song came out. Step in the name of love came on at my family reunion if I would dance or not like if mm. I I think I would I honestly think if everyone else was dancing I'll be doing my little side side round around hit the ground but I'm not sure but I know this documentary has like lit the fire under everybody's ass where it's gotten to the point where it's just like let's just cancel him out completely and I love that because before it was just like oh we all know what's going on but you know the music's sick ah ooh, we're gonna dance but maybe we won't support him whatever but now we're just all like Let's just exit out. We don't need it. And I love that. I love that we can just decide that this person's toxic, this person's sick, let's get them out of here, and let's excuse everything that they've done as well, if that's how you feel. It's cute if you can separate the, the art from the artist. Like, God bless We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, um, all, the, all the documentary does done for me is just 
uh, help me amplify that side of me that's just like, okay, let's just exit out completely. We don't need to play none of his shit. Like, just call it quits. Miss Tracy K. Want me to go first? All right, cool. I'll go first. All right, so um, from what I understand and from my breakdown, I watched, I'll say majority of it. I think I didn't last to watch the last part. Like, I was like with six parts to it. I didn't watch um, chapter six or whatever called. But um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was, I guess from what I, my understanding from the whole situation, I was very ignorant to it when growing up. I thought like from the beginning, I thought like the whole like underage sex tape thing or whatever, the girl who like was on film, she lied about her age. Yeah. And then later on, after the fact, they found out that she was underage and whatever, whatever. So I thought that's to me like, that's what I was going into it. Like, oh man, I kind of didn't deal with it. Whatever, the girl lied about her age. But it turned out to be like, it's a false narrative that that didn't happen. He knew, apparently. So who, whoever don't know about the documentary um, or the situation is that, um, I guess it was like, what, what? His one of his associates, Sparkle, the girl, like he put on whatever or whatever he wrote music for. That was her niece, right? And at the time when he met her, she was 12 years old. You know, she would come to the studio and all that stuff. And then when she turned 14, he had another a woman that he also went to go find. That at the age, I think she was 15 or 16 at the time. And then he decided to like, I kind of a sick fuck too. Like the fact that like he made a, he has a thing. Yeah, yeah, he planned it. He plotted it. He plotted it, yeah. This is what predators do. Like predators, I remember a man who used to live beside me. He came up to me one day. He's, he was my neighbor. He came up to me one day and said, yo, like, he basically said, like, yo, you're looking good. Like, I've been watching you grow up and you're finally becoming a woman. And I was like, why do you think that that's, like, an appropriate sentence to say? Like, you think it's cute to say that you've been watching... And I was only 16 at the time, mind you. So you think it's cute to be saying that you've been watching me grow up and now I'm finally a woman so you could come talk to me? Like, mm-hmm. what is the part in your head that makes you think that that's, like, a cute decision? To build on that, basically, Aaliyah was a prototype of what he's doing to other girls. But how many other artists have come underneath R. Kelly since Aaliyah. It's a lot, actually. That's not just female artists. Oh, okay. Now I know what you're saying. Okay, yeah, none. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that he worked with a lot of people then. Apparently, from Destiny's um, thing, Beyonce's mom came out and said, like, yo, apparently, like, she introduced uh, Destiny's child to whatever, but however, she made, like, I guess like, it was an industry um, known that R. Kelly was a weirdo. Yeah. So she made sure she, like, followed her, the girls to the washers or whatever, escorted them to make sure, like, you know, R. Kelly knows who is supposed to get and get involved with them and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, I didn't know what was going to. So, like, I guess now knowing that, like, the, from the documentary, he's a predator. He's been, you know, he does this a lot. Even after, like, um, I think one part of it was after the whole um trial of, like, after the whole sex tape came up or whatever, and he got acquitted because Sparkle's um uncle, um, um thing, brother, right? The, the, the underage girl's um, father and mom um, basically said that it wasn't a girl on the tape and then the little girl didn't testify, right? So um, after the whole situation, he got acquitted. Apparently, yo, he was chopping a, a 14-year-old outside of the courtroom and that became the next victim, you know what I'm saying, in that situation where he basically took her virginity and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? And told her to like, hush, hush, yo, if you love me, you care about me, you do what, do what I want to do, you know what I'm saying? And took that stuff from her, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's a repeated pattern he's doing this. And the fact that it makes it worse, the fact he's still doing it today, right? I don't know if they're underage today, but he has, we'll get into that, like, apparently a sex cult, but we'll get into that. Can I just say something in regards to, like, that narrative is always played throughout history over and over again. The narrative of sweeping everything under the rug. Like, 
if you, I don't know if people have confessed to you, but as a female, I've had so many females come and we've had the discussion of people in their family or their family friends, just kind of like, or their dads or their friend's dad or their uncle or their grandfather or whatever it is, basically hollering at them or forcing them to do certain things and like threatening them to tell people things. And then when some of them do come out, it's like it's sweeped under the rug. Oh no, you don't know what you're talking about kind of thing. That narrative is always played through and throughout as we see, even with like R. Kelly's brother, I think his name is Carrie. He came out saying that the sister um, basically molested him um, and then um, R. Kelly as well. And he was very descriptive. Like this is like some nasty stuff, like telling him to lick her clit at the age of like six it was super I couldn't even watch it I couldn't finish watching that whole documentary but yeah like but my whole thing is like it was sweet he said that he did go and like try to like bring that conversation to like I guess R. Kelly um, at that at the time and he was just kind of like you know it was kind of like sweeped under the rug and the thing is that is a repetitive narrative that happens like you always hear it sweeped under everybody who told me that they were sexually abused I was sexually abused but everybody who I've even heard that narrative from it's like everything was sweeped under under the rug it's like hush hush and that allows it to survive within our community we don't have these discussions even in churches people come out and they say oh this person did this and it's just like okay we'll pray for them and it's like yes I understand we need prayers but we need a lot more than prayers we need action behind those prayers and frankly y'all are doing nothing about it we need to stop throwing those things under it all stems from somewhere we don't create a safe enough environment for our kids and for our people in general for people to speak up we she's talking about when his, her, his sister did that to them where do you think her sister learned it from? From herself? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't raised in an environment where it was appropriate for her to speak out about whatever the hell happened to her because she didn't just pull that out of thin air. Well, touch me like this, look at me like this. But that wasn't the internet age where you learn everything. Right. No, she didn't get that from nowhere. But we are not raised in an environment where it's appropriate to speak out about certain things, to tell people about what's happening to you, to tell your friends or tell your... It's, it's just not accepted. Even though, you know... People always, there's always that narrative of just like, if, something, if you see something, say something. If something happens, say something. But nobody ever makes you feel comfortable enough to exactly. say something. Exactly, because they watch your actions. A lot of people, they're like, there's that meme that's going around that's like, your daughters and your sons are watching how you treat or whatever you say about this R. Kelly situation. And they could be going through something. And because they heard you just like kiss your teeth or even roll your eyes about something, they are no longer comfortable to tell you whatever. Especially when that person who's been doing it was threatening them. Because when you're a kid, like, and there's somebody who's older than you who like you know what I mean is left with you for hours to babysit you and they threaten you and they're like listen if you say this like A, B, and C, D is gonna happen you believe them like you know what I mean they already did this one horrendous thing to you so you believe when they threaten you to do like those other things and even beyond threatening like people convincing you that this is something that you want this is something that you like are you feeling like you lack something in your life and since somebody pops up and they give it to you and you think this is how you should um, obtain it like accept the type of love that you think you deserve or that you think you're lacking or that you think you want like there's a whole other side of variables that all lead to R. Kelly like R. Kelly sick fuck we don't he's disgusting despicable but he wasn't R. Kelly just out of nowhere he came from uh, there's like a root of something that we're missing mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say there's a root of like what, what Tracy's talking about like sweeping something under the uh, under the rug there's a root of like disguise there's a root of like hiding things in secrets that end up to this place where we're like oh this is R. Kelly we hate him that stone him and yes hate him that stone him but y'all didn't create that space that was safe enough for the people to speak up before anything happens 
I'm trying to say another thing sorry that I also want to say is like as parents as caregivers as people as community activists as people who work in our communities I think that it is it, it is extremely imperative for us like she said to create that safe environment like um, when Sparkle said that she went into I still have to say my perspective but when Sparkle said that she went into that room and then she seen no to the studio one time and then she randomly seen her niece like there by herself and her niece is like 12 and she's just like wait where's your dad and then after um like in the interview today I was watching she was like she called him like or like the parents right away she's like where the hell are you guys like why would you leave your daughter alone with this person and my whole point is even as caregivers we have to understand that like so disregarding this whole like forget the R. Kelly thing just in regards to sexual abuse and sexual curiosity um what's it called at a young age children are very explorative like you know what i mean let's say if your child is like two or one and you just took a shower or whatever and your child sees like oh that the female genitals are different than the male genitals um child male or female your child's gonna be like oh like what's that like how come you have that and i don't have this like you know what i mean naturally we are supposed to shape and guide and teach our children what is appropriate and what is not appropriate sometimes we think that certain conversations shouldn't be had because they're too young but the reality is yes we should be having those conversations because guess what when we're not teaching them somebody else is teaching them and they are teaching them the wrong perspective because it's another child so we need to have those conversations even if it's awkward and it makes us feel uncomfortable guess what it's better because sometimes people don't even know but it's your son who's let's say 13 or 14 year old who's 14 years old who's molesting their six or five year old your your six or five year old daughter which is their sister you know what i mean and because you never had that conversation with them now or even sometimes it's not even the age gap isn't even that big like i've had so many conversations and also working in the field with so many different people who where it's like somebody is like eight and then the person's like six or whatever and that eight-year-old is now introducing to that six-year-old a whole lot of a whole bunch of stuff that is inappropriate and they kind of know what's wrong but kind of don't know what's wrong like you know what I mean and we as caregivers we as people in the community need to have these conversations no matter how awkward it makes us feel so that we can teach and guide the generation okay so moving on like move on to the next part you still you still you still have one okay so I was saying, okay, yeah. so after watch, so before watching the R. Kelly thing, yeah. I didn't really know much. I just know that people were accusing him of like whatever for years. And then it was kind of like, like you said, we're all really young. We didn't really kind of like know whatever. So everything was kind of like sweeped under the rug. So you're just assuming when somebody says, oh, whatever, like you, we never did the research, you know? So then during watch, while I was watching, I couldn't watch it back to back because it was super long. It was too heavy. It was it heavy was, too. It was too heavy. Too That's too what I'm saying. It was super long and super heavy, especially in the beginning. Like I didn't know Leah was married. And then all of a sudden she was married. And then on top of that, one of the people from the, the damn bus, the traveling bus or whatever, said that they walked into them sleeping together like having sex and that's when kind of everybody knew and then they said that 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 changed the entire dynamic his manager or agent at the time was saying about how he knew like he forged the papers himself for them to get married people talked about walking into the studio and saying like oh these girls clearly don't look developed and you could tell they're underage but they kind of just walk past it you know what i mean he apparently is dyslexic and he doesn't read and he doesn't write or he can barely do it and a lot of people are people are there in the documentary talking about how yo i went to the he was hanging around high schools you know what i mean he he would get his managers or different his bodyguards to go pick up high school girls from the mall like you know what i mean and even though they kind of had a conscious i don't know if the money was right or whatever like the money was right yeah and it's just like okay but 
um, there was a lot. The documentary was heavy, and um, everybody used to blame, including R. Kelly. So that's what you just you see. You just stole my next question. That was the next oh, question. Yeah, well, I don't want to just let me <laughs> say nice because some people try to like some people try to be like, okay, well, what about these people? When I say that, he is still to blame. Right. He still must be prosecuted, but we are still blaming the other people, like the parents and the people. Okay, who, okay, so you're going too fast. You're going too okay, fast. You're going too fast. You're going too fast. Okay, so I'll skip that part. So I was just gonna say, stop the pedophilia within our community. I think I touched upon that before. Like there are people, like we always want to handle things internally without doing a good job. We'll get there. See, that's another. See, oh, you're going too fast. You're too fast. Go on, hold on. Let me, let me ask you a question. Today. You're going too wait, fast. Wait, wait, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, okay, fine. I was like, I can't listen to Aaliyah's music no more. Can I talk about? No, no, wait. We'll get there. We'll get there. Wait, slow down, Tracy. Hold on. The next last one. No, no, no. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's the last point. Hold on. You're going too fast. Relax. Okay. All right. So the next part I want to ask you. Okay, so I guess you guys don't know this kind of sex cults, all right? There's one girl, there's one girl, um, basically, um, one mom came and she said, basically, it was in LA, whatever. Her daughter went to LA, whatever, flew out to LA. And she's the one that R. Kelly decided to make her look like a tomboy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? She shaved up her hair there, done the tattoos, looked like a guy. And apparently, apparently she, he made her yes. Okay, I don't know about the poop part, but. No, I heard that. Like, no, 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 no. I, uh, I told you I do my yeah. outside research. Yeah, but apparently. Outside research. But from that point, like, he made, like, she's the one now. She's also, like, a madame to you. Claim, like, she's also, you know, catching girls. She's also one who's keeping eye and keeping all those girls in check. You know what I'm saying? So apparently, like, the mom seen her. Like, basically, she kind of, like, realized on, on a video on TV, she saw that girl and her daughter on TV, right? So they kind of realized, okay, you know, she's whatever. She said she's coming out to LA for the, the documentary. Let her, like, you know, go find um, that girl, right? Her daughter. She went to the hotel, hotel to talk to the manager. Um, one of the guys there's like, if you had a daughter, blah, 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 would you let them, whatever. And it was more of the story. She found her daughter, you know what I'm saying, and took her home. And so after I'm like, that's it? Like, that's all you did? Because for me as a parent, like, yo, if you, you had my daughter up for that long, I'm, bro, I'm going to jail that night. Like, you know, everybody's getting, like, bodied for that night. You know what I'm saying? The smoke going to everybody. So my thing is, like, who's to blame, though? Are the parents to blame for this whole situation for allowing their daughters to be, you know, meet up with R. Kelly and this for them to be victimized in this manner? I feel like, well, on, at the end, the tail end of what you're saying, like if you found your daughter that you haven't seen, it hasn't been years, she hasn't seen her? I, I think, yeah, it was years, years, yeah. Yeah, like, I, get, two that, years or something I like get that point of just like, yo, I have you, let's get out of here, like, I'm, mm. I'm over it, like, let's go, I have you, I want to take you home. Like, I think her first thought might have just been like, the maternal thought was just like, let's take my daughter home. But if your kid is underage legally and also like developmentally, like, they are not fit to make their own decisions yet. Like, how old was she? I think maybe she was like, maybe I could be wrong. Was she the one who was 17 and then turned 18 and still went anyways? Or is that somebody else? I don't know. Because one of them was like 17. And then after um, her parents said no, but then after they gave her basically the the label. So I don't know who. No, not that one. Not that one. Not no, that no, one? no, 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 no. Oh, no. I think she was like, I think she was like maybe like 16, 15 around that if time. If we're talking from a legal standpoint, legally this person cannot make their own choices or decisions yet because they just, under the law, they cannot. And if you're talking about mentally, we all know like kids at that age, like, yeah, you think you're grown and yeah, you think you know what you're doing, but there are a lot of things, there are a lot of choices that you make that, you know, are the wrong ones. There are a lot of choices that you make that because you think you want to, because you want to do this for whatever other reasons that may not um, suit you in your future. <laughs> And chilling with R. Kelly is freaking one of them. So it's just like, I guess you can you can do half, not half and half, but there's a lot of agency with the parents because that still is your kid. You still legally, I hate to use this word, but you still own them. Like they are underage. 
I know. think with some of them, I don't remember what girl this one is, but with some of them, um, they would even, so the thing is, R. Kelly was moving a lot and he had owned yeah. a lot of different properties. So a lot of people would call the police and stuff like that. And when they checked that place, nobody would answer or nobody, like, so you know what I mean? So the police were limited in regards to what they could do. Or when they checked even the place, like, nobody was there. And apparently the person could have been, like, somewhere else. Yeah. So they were always on the move. So sometimes they couldn't find them. And even with other people who, let's say if they were 17 but turned 18, um, what happened, um, from what I remember within the documentary, it was like, you could do this, like, missing persons check. I don't, um, do you remember? They're talking about, like, if you haven't heard from somebody for, in a certain amount of time and you think you know where they are, like, the police can go basically knock on the door and, like, they, if given Permission. Like if somebody opens, they can go walk in and like kind of do the thing. And is that true? I didn't, that I don't for certain that states, for certain states, I don't know the law in certain states, but at that certain state that where one of his um, locations were, some of the both parents did it because one parent did it, and like they were more successful. It was like some I don't know what it was the, the legal term for it, but basically they called like both of them expressed like one parent was successful in getting their daughter, and they taught um, basically explained how they did it, and like so they tried to do the same thing, and they went out his studio, and then they even called the police that day. You don't remember watching it, or did you stop watching after? Um, certain parts, some parts I got bored of it, so okay. I kind of. Through so real quick so then though. after um, one point, like the family, like there was two girls, one that was a tomboy and the other one that she made a public video and apparently she was even on TMZ. That's the one I remember. Yes, I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. That's the one um, on TMZ. And then after... And the was in the background. We've seen in the shadows saying that like he was giving yeah, keys to her and stuff yeah. like that. So like their her parents were also trying to do a checkup test or whatever. Like you can legally do that or whatever. But if nobody answered... And somebody was in there because they said that they seen somebody like close the blinds. But legally they can't barge into there and see if like their daughter's in there. So when they called the police and they knocked and nobody was opening, like there's only so much they can do. So some people... Even way before the documentary, like these people, like some of them, some like another girl broke her non-disclosure agreement. You know what I mean? And like a lot of people were doing this for years and years before the documentary. But now people are calling them cloud chasers. But they've been doing this. It's just the only we're just hearing about it now. Do you think the parents are blamed? Yeah, definitely. I mean, anybody, I say blame anybody. Anybody who hasn't trying to get their children back because I can see how they got caught up in the whole in the limelight of uh, R. Kelly being famous and getting money and all that stuff. But if they made a effort to get their children back, I could give them some leeway. But the other parents, they're basically the enabler. So I feel like R. Kelly, we should be attacking R. Kelly. Then we should be attacking the enablers. And then uh, another layer is all his fans because all the fans are basically profiting or no, all, all his fans are giving him the, the profit to be doing all these things because if he didn't have money, he wouldn't have the enablers in the first place. So all this, this is very economical as well. So that's why we should mute R. Kelly because if he stops getting the money, then all his enablers are going to run away. Um, with this, with this case, if he does get, um, sued in court or whatever, he's going to be riding on a lot of people. There's going to be, if this goes to court, it's going to be a big case. It's going to be on some Nino Brown shit. He's going to be like, if I go down, everybody's coming down with me. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying he's the poster child, uh, for this, um, for this case, for everybody else. Because even within the community, we have to address all the enablers because they allow that space for him to be doing these things in the first place. Yeah. So 
Sony Music dropped him. I just seen that today. And then also, like you said, having that conversation of like how not to, like for instance, I think one of the girls, like that whole 17, 18 thing was basically, I guess like, you know how kids throw a fit, like, you know, mom, whatever, dad, you're not whatever. So then they gave her permission to go only if there was somebody like, so there was like somebody from the label who was designated to be like whatever her caregiver who would follow her around. And then also they sent her sister. It was the girl, was the girl who that video, the one that Mm. like whoever was in the background. Mm. So then after they sent even her sister and apparently R. Kelly even like threatened her, like she tried to get her sister one time and R. Kelly threatened the sister, but she was too scared to tell her parents and her parents were even thinking in the dog, like if their daughter would have told her that from before, like they would have like, like I guess flew out that same day. Um, But um, what's it called? So basically after she turned 18, that's when like they stopped hearing from like the person, the designated person who was there, like was like, they just stopped hearing from her in general. And that's when they sent the sister or whatever. Do you think the parents are blame though? Do I think the parents are blame? Like to a certain extent, like, um, we have to educate ourselves. Like, for instance, one of my friends um, she had a baby. Her name is Nicole. When she was shout pregnant, out to Nicole. shout out to Nicole. Like, she has two <laughs> kids now. But the thing is, the thing that I love about her is like she knew when she was first pregnant, she knew nothing about kids. She knew nothing about human behavior. Like, she just was oblivious to it all. The second she found out that she was pregnant, she started educating herself on how to raise kids, like learning from the best. So my whole point is, we as people, like you know what I mean, like it's our responsibility to try our best because like we're not the smartest. Like you know what I mean. We always have stuff to learn so yes the parents are to blame i also agree think the parents are to blame they have to take the the they have to take the bullet because of the the, more the stories that like i understand like circumstantial like yes you probably come from poverty i don't know their upbringing or whatever right and they they think this is an escape or this is an opportunity for their daughters and stuff that but you have to be very mindful like yo regardless of the fact your daughter's still a young person their mind is not developed yet they can't take it take care of themselves yet so it's up to you as a parent to make sure that you're with them to watch them every step of the way you understand because it's predators out there whether you thought our kid is a predator or not that's like that's on them still they can be hurt like there's drugs out there you know what i'm saying protect your 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 children from that environment don't allow that to happen you know what i'm saying by the end of the day unfortunately this happened you know what i'm saying and now this is why we need to have this conversation there's the side where we have to say where we have to blame r kelly and then there's a side where we have to put a bit bit of blame on the parents and then there's a side where we have to like give a bit of agency to the women who were involved as well but also have to understand that the women who were involved may have gone through whatever the hell they may have gone through in their life that may have brought them to the point where they they wanted to be involved or they thought they wanted to be involved or they thought they loved this guy or they thought like there's way too many variables for us to ever just say like beyond fuck R. Kelly and he's trash like there are too many variables to just put blame onto the parents or onto the woman it's just we have to like attack or not, I don't know if it's attack but we just have to talk about this, the things that bring people to this point and how can we stop that from happening like yeah R. Kelly's trash but how could we have stopped that from happening? Yeah, the, some woman who was of age said she wanted to be in the sex ring. Yeah, she wanted it. Cute. But how could we have stopped that from happening? Yeah, her parents let her go. Oh, yeah, cute. But how could we have stopped that from happening? Because there's something that happened before that that we need to address as well. Sorry. I just want to say, I want to agree. Like, yeah, it's like having those conversations because things are not black and white. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, hey, be my sex, my be my sex slave. Some of these people had like, he gives them freedom a bit. You know what I mean? Like, you're used to it. He waits till you like, you're deeply infatuated. And some guys do that. Like, in regards to like, um, guys will like, once they know they a girl really likes them, then that's when they want to start acting trash or start. You already know. Back. You already like, know. You know I mean? like, they'll give you a one treatment in the beginning, and then after as soon as he sees. Like oh that you start you start messaging him more or whatever it is he starts to like you know reveal. 
reveal some of his true colors. And that's how it is. It's like using successive approximations to reveal his true character. So some of it wasn't just overnight. Like, you know what I mean? These things took time. And he did talk to people who could, he could manipulate. You know what I mean? Because somebody who is strong-minded or somebody who knows themselves, and that's why it was usually generally young women. It would be very few older women. But even then, like, that doesn't mean just because they were older, they are to blame. Like, there are people who were stuck in abusive relationships. You know what I mean? There's a whole lot of different things that go on. But yeah. So, so the next point, right? Um, so I like the way like she was, you both were kind of touching out, like how do we stop this from happening, right? So let's let's dive in a little bit more of the, like the, the normalized sexual behaviors that goes on day by day, especially like you know, for like you know, I'm a product of the '90s. You see what I mean? So like an example, I remember back in high school or whatever, right? I noticed that like a lot of girls that I you know was around. They used to have boyfriends. They were 15, 16 years old, right? Boyfriends that were older. Like, when I'm older in the 20s, possibly some of them are 30s, driving cars, giving them money, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of them have sugar daddies and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But if you think about that, that's technically rape. If a 30-year... Statutory rape. Right? exactly. Especially for your older man to be with a 15-year-old girl and having sex with her and stuff like that, right? So it's like, these are common practices been happening from, like, when we were growing up. And unfortunately, whether or not, like, again, people need to understand, it's normalized because it's been happening. We know about it. We hear about it. It is what it is. But the thing is, whether it's normalized or not, it's still unacceptable unacceptable behavior. You know what I'm saying? Practices. So, like, how I see it now, like, what can we do as a society now that we're more educated, more progressive now? You know what I'm saying? I feel like, yo, we need to have, continue to have this discussion. You know, I like this, the fact that this is coming out to the, you know, the limelight. Just in case, like, in the future, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say we all have kids you know what I mean? And, you know, kids or children will do what they want. They're going to have a minor or do whatever they want. But now that this is like it's being like talked about, it's not acceptable. Let's just say like, for example, like I know one person's daughter is acting up, right? If my daughter recognized that, she will report it to stop that from happening. You know what I'm saying? Because it's disgusting. There's always that one old man or old nigga who's out there, you know, preying on little girls and it's disgusting. And then again, like again, what Tracy was saying, they just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to start at home, um, something that we can do right away because this issue is so big, it's going to take some time for us to get away from that normalized behavior. So we definitely have to start at home. We have to teach our young sons, our young daughters about these situations at an early age and let them know they have to watch out for these things. Like Let the daughters know they have to watch out for these things. Let the sons know that these type of things is not proper to do. Um, That's why I feel like... Uh, R. Kelly and all these enablers should go down because if if there's a big scene about what's going on, R. Kelly and then all his enablers, then we're gonna look at we're gonna look back at this as an example to tell our children. You know what I mean? So we're gonna it, it's definitely gonna start at home, and this is not gonna be an overnight uh, process. It's definitely gonna take some time, but that's why I want to see as many people go down as possible. If half of the music industry has to go down for this situation, then so be it. I have no problem disconnecting the artist from the music, but to go back to the question, we're definitely gonna have to start at home. We have to teach our young daughters, young sons, if we have them now or in the future. To watch out for these things, to watch out for predatory behavior and just teach them to do better. Teach them about all these times that's been going on and and just move forward so we can just do better. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Having that conversation at home, like I said, there's a line between, I'm sorry, like young children being curious and then like, you know, like sexual abuse and things like that and having those type of conversations 
I have a younger brother and from a young age, like a really, really young age, I'm like, oh, like I, as soon as he come home, I, I don't want to say his name on the podcast, but I'd be like, you know, young man, young sir, um, like, is everything okay? Did anybody touch you in a weird way? And he'd be like, no, a weird way. And I'm like, no, like, you know, inappropriate. Like I would describe, like, like I wouldn't go into too much details, but like, did you feel awkward? Like, did anything make you sad? Whatever, whatever. And even like, as he grew older, like, cause I, he wouldn't really understand when he was younger, but um, as he grew older, like I even still ask him that question right now I'm like did anybody like I'm like doesn't matter a coach a teacher or whatever because we also hear this happening in schools and things like that did anybody touch you in an inappropriate way and then I also have that discussion with him and his so I drop him and because he plays sports right so I drop him and his friends to the league that they play for they play for a volleyball team and um recently I had a conversation with them and I asked them if they've either done something like that or if um, they've experienced anything like that and all of them said no but still having that conversation and they were kind of like giggling because you know you're talking about like sex with young kids or whatever but like having that conversation and telling them what's inappropriate I'm like it no means no like you know what I mean ha- breaking everything down because I don't want to have a case where there's these kids where I'm growing up with or anybody from my neighborhood or whatever and I hear that like you know what I mean they were involved in some type of rape case because we have we hear it happen mm-hmm. like even what's it called that St. Michael situation where they shoved like a a broomstick up a kid's ass. Oh, the stupid boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was gay, you know. Like, no, no, but my whole no, thing no, is like, no, they, they, gays, do yeah. different, they do different stuff like that, you know what I mean? And we need to have these conversations about, okay, you know it's wrong, like that's inappropriate, stop it. So, yeah, having the conversation, it starts at home, talking to your, the kids in your community, building the rapport with those kids so that you're able to have these conversations. Yeah, I like that. I like that shift up, shift that. I like, you know, we're discussing this too, right? And also, like another thing though, right? Um, do you feel like you can separate the, the artist from the art? I can because, first of all, <laughs> I never really listened to um, R. Kelly like that. Yes, you did. No, not like that. So you never, so like, unless you came out, you wouldn't be singing along? No, like, like, because it was popular, but I'm saying, I never, like, I, it's not on my playlist. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have any, like, I've never, he's not, I'm not, like, a fan of his music. I'm just, it was popular during the time, so I listened to it, but, like, it's not, like, something that I downloaded. So, I, it's easier for me than somebody who, let's say, that was their idol. But, um, I can because now I can't even listen to AJ Nine by the number. Like, something as innocent as, age ain't nothing but a number now i'm listening to like oh he wrote it so now it's creepy like you know what i mean and even though it wasn't his song it was his song and now it's just creepy like age ain't nothing but a number but you're thinking of some old guy like looking at some high school girl like licking his lips that's nasty like i can't i i have to i have to separate because it's just it's, it makes me feel like i'm the one doing wrong like i have to personally separate it but in regards to like songs like step in the name of love and stuff like that those ones are more upbeat and they're not as like sexually explicit but like i mean about like okay you're right you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. i mean like i said i don't have them on my playlist so cut cut <laughs> see what about you though do you think you can separate the artist from the art you definitely can what you can if you can separate the artist oh sorry my yeah. bad i was hitting the question the wrong way yeah. i think kudos to people who can and i think it's it gets kind of hard when it comes to sorry, when it comes to connections that you have with chess because you know some people heard a song the first time that they danced with you know the person that they're married to now for 20 years or they heard a song the first time they danced with their first daughter or first time that they you know people have a lot of emotional and physical yeah people have a lot of physical connections and emotional connections connections to track but and it's hard to let that go so I understand both sides. I understand being like, okay, yeah, he's trash, but I still like the song. Or And I understand being like, yeah, he's trash, so F everything that he does. And I see both sides. Me, personally, it's the thing. I already knew everything. Not 
all the nitty gritties, but I knew what R. Kelly was, and I still danced to the tracks like at the family reunion, at the barbecue. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm a little bit. To be did honest, you go out of your way to like now, like to listen to his music? I never did. Okay. I never did. Ever since I knew, ever since I knew what R. Kelly was, I never did. Okay. I've never been like, oh, let me bump that new. No, just okay, so You don't fit into that. But if I was at the family reunion yeah. and everyone was up and dancing, would I sit in the corner? I don't know. After the doc, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't, to be honest. I might get up and dance with my family. Everyone was dancing. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel the need to go out of my way to support him at all. It never did. At, ever. That's what's up. I like that. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I see things at a deeper level. So if I can, I can definitely separate the artists from uh, their art. But if I can see that um, the artist has used what they've done in their art, then that's when I think we really need to step away because the per- the reason why R. Kelly makes great music, I feel like is because it's inspired by underage girls. So we need to move away from that. Um, even with like um, Takashi 6ix9ine, when he was doing all that crazy shit, he, his first case was a set, well, his, it wasn't his first case, but he had a sexual misconduct case with an underage girl and he calls himself Takashi 6ix9ine. So to me, that's red flags right away. And even to throw another example out there um, is Kevin Spacey. Um, I feel like he's such a great actor because, or in, in the House of Cards, he's such a great actor because he emulates that that um, persona of uh, Frank Underwood because when he came out with that video uh, a few days, not a few days, a few weeks ago, um, he was kicked out of, um, or they fired him from uh, the House of Cards, but he came out with his own video on the day of uh, him getting charged with um, sexual abuse to boys. And to me, that's just... It's just crazy that he's such a great actor, but it comes from the wrong place. So we have to be able to identify where the art or where the talent comes from. And if it comes from a very dark place and we can see that, that's even a more reason to cut people off. But I I had no problem cutting people off. Um, If I have to cut uh, any of my legends off, like if Jay-Z, if I heard anything about Jay-Z, I could cut him off. If I heard about, let's say... I guess my favorite right now would be Meek Mill. If I heard something about Meek Mill, I would have no problem cutting him off. But that's just me. I could just do it without even thinking because it's the betterment of our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard I like that. For me, to me, like, I feel like in this circumstances, you can't. Because like you were saying, the content that he produced... It stems from the sexual misconduct or, you know, the underage, you know, sexual um, sexual activities with the young women. You see what I mean? Like, even like there was the buffle grind. You know, the first opening that everyone liked, like, my mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of weird. Now you look into the context of, like, you know, where his mind is, like, it's nasty. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hurt no. Well, how's it go? I don't want to hurt nobody, but um, my body's telling me yes. Yo, that, bro, that's, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. And on top of that, um, yeah, like, even, like, the fact that, like, how he came up, like, the whole, like, I was, I believe I can fly. Why? The reason why he came from, because the fact that he wanted to, like, you know, deflect, like, you know, the attention from the whole rape case. You know what I'm saying? So he came with that song. You know what I'm saying? I'm manipulative, you know what I'm saying? And I can't co-sign to that because the fact is he's still conducting those acts today as we speak. Right now, those girls captive in his, you know, his crib and he's doing this kind of stuff. So for me, it's like, how can you even support this stuff? 
Especially the fact that we know all this right now, the information, we've seen the videos, we know the marriage license with Aliyah, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do you want us to subscribe to that? Listen to them. Nah, bro, it's cool. Cut it off. You know what I'm saying? I understand the fact that you may have grew up on that. You probably could have been a product of that. You know what I'm saying? Probably your parents must have listened to R. Kelly, and now you're here on this earth. But that's in the past. We know the information is now. So why would you still subscribe to that? I didn't argue with my homie about this. I'm not going to mention his name, but he said he still can listen to this music. And I'm like, why would you do that? Because if like one of your, like, you found out one of your artists that you, you like, like, you know, like had slaves or some, did some foul shit, you say no to that. But what R. Kelly doing is no different from what he, they're doing. He still has sex slaves or sex, uh, you know, sex called. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I can separate it. I can't separate it. Sorry. What do you mean? Stay the question like, again? So people say that it is because black women are not respected. Like when we were having a conversation off air about black women not being um, believed um, whenever they complain about certain mm-hmm. things and go to the hospital and they're mm-hmm. often sent back home. But really, they do have this like really mm-hmm. serious issue. So people say it's because it's black women. If it was white, oh, no, yeah, like yeah, yeah, if yeah. he was hanging around white, all like predominantly. Oh, he would have been gone. He would have been gone. He would have been gone. Like, do you think? <laughs> Yo, he would have been gone from time, bro. Come on. Yo. Teenagers yeah. and children, especially oh, during my. that time. Oh, he would have been gone. He would have been gone. The eighties cut his head off. Yeah. And then, no, they would have cut his dick off, then cut his head off. Yo, the thing is too, like, too, yeah, because the thing is like, I don't know. I think it's a different perspective. Like, yo, I don't know why, but it's like. The, they don't really like value the, the opinions of black women so much, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's unfortunate too because it's also our culture too, though. That was it. Because yeah. it's our culture. Because really we always did. we always tell women, nice. especially when they're going through some shit, oh, be strong, oh, be quiet, like you're saying, Tracy. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to be the peace. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like I guess society as a whole don't really take in like you know black women because they feel like you know I don't know maybe I'm being like you know wrong for saying this, but they feel like black girls have like. Issues in terms of like always being angry or whatever. I guess like I guess yeah, with, with the media exactly. because you guys go Even through a lot. We simply express our opinion. Like first off, my new like favorite person in the world is Amanda Seals. Apparently, she used to go by Amanda Diva, but I don't. I thought I was your favorite, Jeff Suave. No. She is unapologetically black and she's just unapologetically her. Like she just states her opinion. And often at times that is misconstrued as aggression or her being mad. And I'm like, you know what? No matter what I do, because I use that to reflect myself, I try to like, you know, I give people like 20% because I don't want them to misconstrue anything or I don't really want to say my opinion, but I want to say my opinion because, you know, I'm I don't want it to be misconstrued as me being aggressive but i'm just like yo even when i do nothing sometimes you know you're just seen as aggressive so hey what the hell anyways yeah she's my favorite new person sorry mm-hmm. okay sorry what was the thing i was supposed to tie it in and i didn't i just changed yeah i know you just changed it i mean can you separate the art from the artist yeah well i can because yeah, i can't in this, can, situation, in this situation i can because i didn't really care about him but like let it be like some i know honestly i have to i have to even if i can't at that moment mm-hmm. everything is a learned behavior i will learn to mm-hmm. so let's talk about the age of consent mm-hmm. okay different in different states different and states. countries yes. Yo, i know it's heavy i know i'm sorry like i'm sorry with the heavy you know topics you know what i'm saying but okay now okay this is weird because again in Ontario, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, you see what I mean? The age of consent is 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow, I didn't even know that. Yes, 16. Yes, it's 16. It's wild out here. You know what I'm saying? So that means that means anyone who's like like above 16, so can be 30 year old, can sleep with a 16 year old, and everything's Gucci, everything's fine, right? 16 is legal age of consent in Canada? Yeah. Well, in Ontario. 
Not serial. Sixteen. Where sixteen is adult or sixteen is for three just consent. Years. Just consent. Period. For all ages. For all ages, consent. For sex. For sex. Sixteen is consent for all ages so or for three years. A hundred year old could get with a sixteen year old. No, is it for yeah. all ages? Yeah. Yes. I don't believe. I thought it was for three years. I thought 16, 18, cute. Past that. So, so how it works? Like, so fourteen. So this was so. So how the laws is? I'm, I'm, I have the last thing right here right now. So basically, a fourteen year old can have sex with an eighteen year old because again, they're thinking in the context of high school. You see what I mean? So obviously, like you know, a mind. Oh yes, Ontario, a fourteen year old can have sex because of the difference, the age gap, the age gap, the age gap is like what? Yeah, because I think it's from four to five years. So that can that's that can fly. That's not considered five years, right? Yes. Okay, for fourteen year olds. For fourteen year olds though. Fourteen. Five years for fourteen year olds? Fourteen. So that means a nineteen year old can get with a fourteen year old? Yes. In theory. In theory, yes. It says four to five. So sixteen year olds don't have no age gap. No, they can have sex with whoever they want to. That's to in Ontario. Nineteen year old though, like a nineteen year old. I didn't know this. I didn't know that part. I thought sixteen I thought sixteen was the age. So again, so for close age and the expectations, right? It's right here, right? A 14, for 14 or 15 year old can consent to sexual activity as long as a partner is less than five years and uh, you're five years older. Okay, so if you're 14, you do the 18 year old. Right. However, they cannot be someone who they depend on that person or that person who seems of an authority figure. So like a teacher or an older, you know, like a mentor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the same high school or something like that. Yeah, so it can make sense because they, I guess like, because imagine, right? Imagine these grade 12. Do we want to see this nice, you know, like, I guess like, I don't know, to see like a 14-year-old, like I, I, whatever. I guess I get it. I, I guess I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, Okay. It's a little, yeah, it's a little, ugh. but I, I guess I get it. I guess so. To me, it's nasty. If you, guys are, if you guys are in the same school, like you're grade yeah. nine, you're grade 12, yeah. but 18 means you graduated. You're, you're you can be 19 too. Early. Yeah. But if you can be 19 too, that's what throws me off. You 19? So I guess if four to five. Oh, yeah. It's five. I think I five years or less. an extra year. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. know. Yeah. It's a lot. Damn. It's like, why would you, as a 19 year old, want like. Because it keeps in mind, right? You can come back again and then you're still in that environment. So you're still in that high school environment with oh. the high, <laughs> these people, so it makes sense. Why? Why do they want to make? She was just thirteen. Okay. Yo, listen. The reason why? Because which means she was just twelve. She was just twelve. Remember, you have to understand. They're protecting. She was just thirteen. They're trying to protect. I guess they're trying to protect the people inside the high school. You know, whatever. So that's what, like, you know, they don't want like someone who's in grade twelve sleeping on fourteen year old and they get it in shit for that. Get a rape charge for that. So protect them. That's what they said. You know what? Sixteen years old, you can give consent. Period. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's nasty. It's nasty. I know. It's nasty. How do you guys feel about that? You think it's nasty? That's all great. It's like nasty, right? But it goes beyond just like, it's just like, there are men out there who want that. Yeah. And you know they're going to use the law to like support their, like, you know what I mean? Twisted mind. And um, I mean, men made the law anyway, so you know that they right. want it, but it's just like, right. it's like, there's <laughs> going to be a young girl out there who may not know what she wants, may be confused, maybe she may be anything, whatever. That, regardless of what she wants, there's a man out there who's like, mm, yeah, 16? Um, yeah, yeah. Yo, I, was, I remember I had this conversation at work. Man, so I said, like, yo, they would deal with a 16-year-old because it's legal. It's just... But like, okay. It's a wild scenario to me. I think there's something... There's part of me that understands, like, the first glance where it's like, oh, I saw this woman, I thought this was a woman, 
whatever, whatever. After, sorry, after it gets past the point where you are done thinking and now you know this person is young, get out of your head. This is not a woman now. This is a girl. Yo, I'm like, I'm not saying for me, yeah. but I'm just saying, 16 year old today, the way when I was growing up, looked like 16 year olds. Now, yeah, 16 year olds, even 16 year olds then didn't look like 16 year olds. Well, like, yeah, honest. but I'm saying today, but 16 year olds, they I'm look like is, they're in 20s, though. What I'm saying is, okay, you got, you got the first glance, you got the first glance, cute, cool, old, oh, grown woman, cute, sexy. Oh, you're 16? Goodbye. Like, so, I guess they're not, they're not trying to be with them, they're trying, they're just, like, they can consent to sex. Yeah, yeah and that's the worst part. part. That's, the worst, <laughs> that's part. the worst part. That you, you're the telling me you're not even trying to like, oh, why did that to me? Dude, no, you want to have sex with someone and you just found out that they're 16 years old and you are, what do you say, 19? You're like, 19 year old. Right? 19, you can be even oh, no, above no, that. No, 19? No, no, no. I don't think Okay. No, that's not wrong. It's not wrong, but I'm saying 16, like someone who's 35. Yeah. Even 16 what, and 24. What, like, I remember even being in high school. That's wrong. That's nasty. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's nasty. I think, like, that's, like, a proximity. I think, like, when you're in the teens, if there's a T-E-N-S or whatever, I think the most you can go up to is, like, you only date someone within that, like, teens. Once you hear the 20, nah, I done it. Like, I don't care. Bro, even regardless, like, what do you want with that? There are so many women out here on this planet. What do you like want? He said, he said they just want to sleep with them. Exactly. But no, but you just want you can sleep with anybody. You can just want to sleep with anybody. But yo, I but that's simple. Honestly, I think the reason why uh, older men prey on younger girls because it's easier. It's easy just to have like your own car, your own apartment. It's like, hey, let me buy you McDonald's or whatever. You want to know something? That's sick. Yo, it's a waste, guy. Like, imagine, remember when you're talking about, I think this was off air, but when we're talking about standards or whatever about a guy, like, what if he worked at Walmart? But like, let's say if it's a no, imagine a no ambition guy who can't get a girl like around his age group because he has no ambition. But this one 16, 14, 15 year old girl or whatever, she doesn't know him. She's just like, okay, he has this and he has quote unquote money. He just manipulates her and just gives Let's call a spade a spade you are sick my guy the fact that you want to go talk to some young child because you don't have nothing going on in your life plenty of men who have shit going on with their life and they stay at their fucking yard and they mind their business and they go holler at the little woman that they see on the street (laughs) whoever they can holler at they don't get nowhere but they do what what, what they have to do you are sick there is no healthy mature intelligent reason for you to be trying to take a child to your crib a child who has a mother her mother is probably younger than you like my guy, my brother, man, please. Do you guys watch Catching a Predator? Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, some of the excuses, like, oh, like, you knew she was 15 and like, oh, I didn't come here to have sex. But then why'd you bring so many condoms? And it's just like, oh, I didn't come here to have sex. Like, are you guys dumb? There's one I see, though, the Indian guy. There's one I see, the Indian guy. This guy, as soon as he got into the crib, he got naked quick. Naked. And then the Chris Hansen's like, let's have a talk. Yeah, let's have a talk. I see. Yo, it's lit. Yo, the like, let's have a talk. Mm, it's about to go down so because yo sometimes <laughs> yo like, and then he said this so yeah he's, yeah put it on so he's like he's like yo this funny where it's like what, yo you know you're like you're like why'd you do this whatever whatever and he's like you see the ending guy just like I messed up I'm just sad and I'm like yo fam don't don't act like this now that you got caught you know what I'm saying you knew what you're getting yourself into it you know what I'm saying that's sick yeah especially when you walk in there butt naked or like stripping yo, my guy was ready that's nasty I don't have any sympathy for the act if you if you were um, mature enough to come to somebody, be like, yo, I'm feeling a certain type of way. Obviously, 
it's not accepted in the society. But if you were mature enough to come to somebody and be like, yo, I'm feeling a certain type of way. I know this is the wrong way to feel. Like, I know this is the right the right way to go about things or the right way to think, but this is how I'm feeling. I'm trying to go about this a different way because I don't want to do this. But once you commit to the act, my guy, I don't have no sorts of sympathy. I don't have no sorts of respect. I don't have nothing for you. You get the frying fruck like out It's choice. Like when you're talking choice, about your dad, about not putting yourself in situations, that's literally what it is. Like we all know that ish happens in different situations, but like we have a choice at the end of the day to yeah. entertain certain things or to do something else to distract us. And you chose to entertain. You're not going to tell me that you couldn't help it. I'm going to fuck what you couldn't help. Help it, my guy. You should figure out a way to help it. And I get... That's another. That's what we were talking about before. How we create a society where people are not, people don't feel free enough to talk about certain things. And obviously, there can't be a guy who's out there saying like, "Oh, I think I'm attracted to young women, whatever." Let me just try and get help for it. Obviously, that's not like a, an appropriate thing to say. Nobody really wants to reach out and help somebody like that. And we obviously have to get better because that's a sickness. Like you're sick, you need to get help. If you are attracted to young. To children, someone. I think it came from porn. To be no, honest, but there's also no. But it was yeah. way before. Porn. No, because yo, but porn like exploits that. They always have teen porn and shit like that. It existed before porn, so. But my. But mom, I'm saying, in, like now, like for the minds of most guys growing up yeah, now, it's in it amplifies. It. Yeah. it amplifies what you're already on. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, <laughs> like you can't be tempted by something that you don't have don't a desire like. for. You will not drink water if you are not thirsty. What? You will not. So you can't bring a horse. You know the thing. <laughs> a horse. You cannot force a horse to drink water unless he is thirsty so my whole point is you cannot be tempted by something that you do not desire you know what I mean the only reason why it's amplifying that situation is because they already had something innate within them you're not gonna tell me you watched a video a porn video that said ooh barely legal and you're like oh I watched a porn video so now I must get children no my guy like you watched a video keep that video to you and whatever you would you watch would you watch porn with kids Fuck no. Exactly. Why? Because it doesn't appeal to you. No, because I'm not a sick freak. I'm a normal but, but, human being. Because it doesn't appeal to you. She's saying that there are some people where they're, they're like, kids, like, yo, kids, like, look at that toddler in her diaper. And this is because this is the field that I work in, and we have to work with people like this who think like this. So, yo, you know what is the solution? Cut the dick off. That's no, it. No, that's but I'm just it. saying, but that's I'm just not- saying, like, the, the reality is there's even, I think they were trying to add it to, the, like, they're, they were trying to add it to, like, see how, see how there's, like, L- like LGBTQ. Oh. Oh, yes, they yes, 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 yes. They bought a plus sign. Listen, I'm going to say it one more time. I have no excuses for the act. Once you commit to the act, Dumbzo. done. But we need to create an environment because people are sick. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like yeah. if you are attracted to a child, because the whole purpose of being a human being, if we get to the nitty gritty, obviously we're developed now. We all have our own purpose. But the whole purpose of being a a being is to continue on is to create more of yourself and create more of yourself and keep it keep it going so if you are attracted to a child a child cannot reproduce so that means you are attracted to something that cannot do what you are innately here to do you know what i'm trying to say like you are sick like if you can if we can create a space for people to understand like yo this is a sickness that you have this is not something you're supposed to be doing in any which way facet form how can we help you get better and get you off of this and sorry and onto the right path? We're obviously not there yet because nobody can come up to anybody and be like, oh, well, I think I'm a pedophile. Let me get help. I know we're not there yet, but I don't. I just cannot make excuses for the acts. Like okay. I just cannot. So now here's the thing. What if like a guy is a pedophile, right? Like in his mind. In his mind, he's a mind. Okay. He's a mind, but he wants to get help. Yeah. 
but he hasn't done nothing yet, but he has thoughts of it, then what? Like, how, what, what do we do? With- I work in that field. You go to therapy. There are lots of doctors. There are therapists who are qualified to talk to you, and you get the necessary help that and you obviously need. obviously, you have to do it as discreetly as possible because if you go once to a therapist. You, once, so, okay, but, so, but that doesn't mean make it go away, does it? You go to therapy. There are sessions. There's something called behavior cognitive therapy. There are so many psychotherapy. There are so many different types of therapies that cater to people with different like mental illnesses and different things like that so and there's people who who have got their masters who have got their phd their doctors and people who are qualified in regards to treating those certain people they have to come meet with you a certain amount of times a week they have to come to treatment programs a certain amount of times a week so that they stay on top of things you know what i mean and not everybody goes to treatment just like people who have addictions right but it is up to you if you really want to stop to continue to go to those things because they usually do help you stop or they help you at least not commit the act like you know what i mean so we say all the time like this person's sick this person's sick we literally are sick like R. kelly is a sick individual like sick like you're nasty but in his head he is sick so and it goes back to what we were saying before like how are we going to stop things before they happen and it's like okay maybe we get to the root of the problem maybe we stop the sister maybe the sister didn't do nothing to them but maybe something still happened to the sister how it's like where are we gonna break the cycle of of sickness mm-hmm. you know where is it gonna be okay for someone to be like yo this is my problem i have it how do i not have this problem anymore exactly we need to stop denying it i was watching this documentary on youtube and it took place in somewhere in the continent of asia i forgot which country specifically and um doesn't even matter because this situations like this happen everywhere but um so this woman had to go to work and her husband had to go to work so she asked um their like family her sister's husband to babysit the child which he always does because they have kids as well her child was less than one years old it was just a couple of months old the baby the female and when she came home Sorry, I'm about to get graphic. So for people, this is a trigger warning. When she came home, the baby was bleeding out of her vagina, like profusely. Like she wouldn't stop bleeding. Like it was so bad. And she didn't know what happened. And she asked the guy what happened. And he was like, I don't know. I just, I left and I left the room and I came back and she was just bleeding out of there randomly. Come to find out, obviously, after they wiped everywhere and she took her to the hospital that he injected his penis into that like three, four month year old baby, but kept denying it. And guess who was by his side denying it as well? Her sister. So the guy's wife was denying it. And it's like, when are we going to stop denying it? Like you yourself have kids with this man and who knows what he's been doing to your children. Like, you know what I mean? Like we cannot like, I don't give a fuck who it is. Like, sorry for swearing, but I don't care. I don't care if it's like your dad, your mom. Like we need to stop denying it. If it happened, it happened. We need to have these discussions because guess what? It's happening somewhere else. And it keeps happening. Yeah, basically, like, that's what I'm saying. It starts at home because we got to teach our daughters that they have to watch out for this predatory behavior when we're not around because we, we're not going to be around all the time. Also, have to teach our sons that they have to call out this predatory behavior when they see it as well. And then from taking care of home then we get with other family that takes care of their home and we have these discussions to see where everybody's at and once we all come to an understanding that's where we can build a community where these we won't have to worry about these things happening but unfortunately we have to take care of home first and teach our sons and daughters the the treachery that's going on in the community i agree with that 100 percent yeah oh god that's nasty it starts at home and it, it extends with like the media 
and the information that we let in and like just whatever you see around you because your parents can tell you everything all the live long day and they're vital and important the people who raise you are vital and important so like every aspect of your life but you're gonna leave your house you know what I mean? you're gonna leave your house you're gonna leave your home and be exposed to the world and the things that are that are around you have to also like reiterate what your parents have told you or if they told you the wrong thing like show you the right way like two parts so, that are factors yeah yeah like, that are responsible it's even like exposing like i always tell people this even exposing your children to who like your potential let's say even if you weren't if you're not with your initial child's father but you guys got married or whatever who you expose your children to because a lot of times it's like the stepdad or even the stepmom or something like that or you know what i mean who's there doing it to the children you yourself have to see like just because you feel like you're going to be lonely for the rest of your life does not mean you need to compromise your child's safety like you know what i mean and we have to be careful with who we expose children to you know what i mean and what were you saying before sia Sorry, what were you just saying? What was she just saying about <laughs> how it starts at home, but it also yeah, communities, media. Yo, we gotta we gotta look at ourselves and be hard at it because at the end of the day, and the thing is, it's the whole system. Like you know, you're tired from work, or even like you have to cook, right? And the only thing that keeps your child distracted for you to take a shower, for you to cook, is to let them watch TV. But maybe now investing in DVDs and programs that are only educational, but like educational fun, because sometimes your kids will be watching some show, and even the commercials that pop up are inappropriate, and then expose them to things prematurely that they shouldn't be exposed to. You know what I mean? And then they have those conversations, like I said, with those other kids or whatever, right? So it's just like, we need to be careful. Like babysitting or even watching our children or like allowing them to grow is not letting them sit in front of a TV screen all day. And unfortunately, even though we're tired and stuff like that, we have to make the necessary sacrifices. Like I work with children in the community and sometimes I'm tired. Like I don't want to, like sometimes they need rides somewhere and I don't have gas and I'm broke or like, you know what I mean? But guess what? I do it because somebody else can't do it. And guess what? I don't want them doing going to somebody else who's going to manipulate them or I don't want them getting the money on their own doing like fraud or some shit. So we got to make the sacrifices that we got to make. It takes a community to raise an entire child. And even if we don't have children, we got to call out this behavior as much as possible as well. Um, If, if it's our, we have to check our circles. We got to make sure everybody in our circle is good. And if something does happen within our circle, we have to check that right away. And either we have to cut them off and move on, or we just got to do what we have to do within our own circles as well. If we don't have children. So it's not just about parents as well, but it's what we see. And I'm, I didn't see the documentary, but I'm pretty sure a lot of enablers, um, uh, weren't parents because, I don't know. If you go through the comment section, sometimes you see people like, oh, I was from Chicago, uh, Ray Tete, and uh, R. Kelly was going into high school, into high schools, doing these things as well. So, like, there's a lot of people talking about what's going on. So, it's not just parents, but even people who don't have children as well has to expose it as loud as possible. Mm-hmm. That just reminded me about how everything's a cycle because some people don't come out for whatever reason because they think they're often going to be ignored or nobody's going to believe their story but if we would have given them an environment for them to come out like a safe environment then this person might have said something or you know what I mean because people are saying yo R. Kelly had police officers Chicago police officers specifically on on his payroll so it's like you scared to go to the police officers because he's they're on their his payroll that's done now okay he's done so okay he's broke (laughs) (laughs) so yo real quick um, what do you guys feel about cancer culture Okay, yo, so you know how on Twitter nowadays or in anything social media, anytime they disagree with any actions you've done, that's cast this mother effer. 
done, 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 done. Kevin Hart, whatever, you know, says some um, flagrant um, stuff about gay people in the past. Mm-hmm. They want to cancel from the Oscars or whatever. Anytime someone does anything a little bit, instead of like, like finding like that, like, you know, like look, looking at both sides and see like the growth and evolution of people, all right? Mm-hmm. They want to cancel you. Like imagine the things that we found out what like Martin Luther King done, you know what I'm saying, with Hoochie and his wife. Society would want to cancel him. It was today's standards, if, especially with Malcolm um, X. You know, said so like Charmin always say, Malcolm Little become Malcolm Little become Malcolm X. Exactly, bars. So, what do you feel about cancel culture? Because I feel like now it's getting too like out of hand. Now, anytime we do some somebody does something that we don't like or we don't agree on as a society, let's cancel him. Before I forget, um, did I forget? In regards to cancel culture, honestly, I do believe that there's like forgiveness in regards to like if it's not something that they keep they're they're continually doing. Like for instance, R. Kelly's still being accused of doing like some weird stuff. So it's just like, okay, like I'm canceling you because you've been doing this for like longer than I've been alive. Two, two decades. That longer even long like longer like an eighty nine, eight late eight, like oh, you've been doing like more than I've been alive. You know what I mean? So um cancelled. But in regards to like, okay, for instance, there's this one guy who was like on back chat. I don't know if you guys ever heard of back chat. His name was Adrian or whatever. And apparently somebody pulled out like some seven year tweets about him having like these anti like black quote, um, like, um, whatever he was saying on Twitter or whatever. Anti-African stuff? Anti-black or, yeah, African or something like that, right? And he's, um, like, from the Caribbean. So I'm like, I look at him now because when I look at him now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, you were like that. But then I'm like, yo, we were all ignorant. I'm like, that was seven years ago. You were, like, 12 or something like that. Like, and I'm like, because I see your character now, I'm like, I'm not going to cancel you because you're different. You learn. And he even said that. He said he learned. He, like, he was naming beer books that he read. Like, he became educated. He's now, like, pro-black. Like, you know what I mean? It was ignorance. He just, like, basically lived up to the culture that was around him because that was what it was. So my whole thing is I'm not going to cancel you if you like completely changed. And there's evidence of that change. There's not like change with your mouth, but I've seen it. Unless it was something like <laughs> something that like me personally, I wouldn't be able to be forgive or it's like super hard to forgive. And I'm not going to lie. Like there's certain things like sexual abuse. Like if I heard like you just sexually abused like a little child, I'm sorry. Uh, like, so you're canceled. Yeah, like, it's just forever, automatically forever. canceled. But if it's something like you said, you talk shit about Africans. Like I know there was beer beef between Caribbeans and Africans. Like, you know, sometimes. So, but like we educate ourselves, you know? So I'm, I'm Yeah. Uh, cancel culture? I don't know. I feel like, obviously, I don't agree with completely trying to destroy someone because of a comment that they made or, you know, something that they did way back when. But if you feel like canceling someone just because of whatever they did, then, I mean, more power to you. Like, if that's how you feel, like, if you really just do not side with this person because they said something five years ago, it's your thing. I'm not mad at it. I'm, people have a lot of, like, choice nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, before I was just, everything was fed to you. And it's just like, you have to take whatever you take. And this is what you like. And this is what you're going to watch. And this is what you're going to see. And now people have so many choices out there. So many variables. So many, like, artists and comedians and people who they can look into. So if they decide that they don't like you because you said something 10 years ago, <laughs> I mean, hey. But I'm not in, I'm not in the spirit of judging or... Um, tearing down someone because of something that they said if they're able to understand that whatever it was was wrong and they can move past it in a good way then that's the, all we can do all we can do is grow that's the whole point that's why we're here yeah I definitely think um, there's some stuff that we, we we're gonna see as unforgivable like sexual abuse then it's gonna be automatic but for anything outside of anything um, unforgivable we have to at least like to me we have to at least get their side of the story and see how they feel and then from there 
we can um, go forward because if we just cancel somebody right away over like a non, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? If we try to cancel somebody right away for a smaller issue, something that's uh, not um, unforgivable or forgivable, I mean, then we definitely have to hear their side of the story or else they could be, it's like what, what Charlamagne said on uh, Malcolm, we wouldn't like Malcolm X because of Malcolm Little, right? Mm-hmm. So we just have to get their side of the story and see exactly what they're doing and see what they're doing for the community as well. Because if they're doing something productive and something comes out in the past, then we're just throwing us somebody away for no reason, reason really. Yeah, so that's how I feel. I agree with that 100%. Um, yeah, man, I just feel like, yo, we all evolve, you know what I'm saying? Like, even like, even like something's like something I learned from last year, how I was last year, I progressed and I probably don't agree with what I talked about, what I, my idea was from, you know, from that point off of what it is today. So I feel like 10 years, yo, I've grown. I'm not the same person. I was immature, you know what I'm saying? So of course we grow, we evolve, we learn things, you know what I'm saying? I could have been ignorant to a lot of things back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Now I have more understanding because I'm older now. I have the conversation with people. I'm educated. Boom. My stance, that, that changed. You know what I'm saying? We were young. We also some ignorant shit. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap up soon. But, yo, one one last thing. Yeah, yeah. One last thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, because remember when I was wanted to go through my little points and you were like, oh, no. Sorry. Sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, what's it called? So, one thing I said that is that we need to be supportive more of black women and girls. Like, the Jezebel narrative that has been played over and over again for centuries. What is that? What is that? Explain? So, like... During, like, slavery, even before slavery, like, I remember even just, there's so many readings where, like, you'll read, like, letters from these, like, you know, colonizers, and they'll be like, oh, basically, they would rape black women, and they would blame the black woman that they raped for them raping them because they're like, oh, no, like, they just look too seductive, or they were, they were asking for it, but really, they weren't, like, they were screaming and crying the whole time, but it was just always their fault because they look too sexy, basically, or they're, it's just their fault, they're, like, the whole Jezebel narrative, right? So, Black women look, just look too good, you know what I'm saying? So my whole point is, no, now going back to R. Kelly and young age girls. <laughs> but um, now going back to that, it's like I've seen a lot of comments and people are like blaming like the little, like the younger, oh, well, or they're saying, or some people in general, even outside of R. Kelly, people are like, oh, because even if underage or not underage, some guys will rape girls or sexually assault them and they're like, well, she's a hoe anyways. That does not like that. I don't care if she's a whole. I don't care if she slept with a thousand men. People she say this. She didn't want to sleep with your ass. Exactly. I'm honestly, the like, I to be honest exactly. though, to be honest yeah. though, I used to have that ignorance too before. Like, oh well, you know, she's out there. So yeah, it doesn't she, matter if she was she out there or not. Yo, I didn't matter. It doesn't take away that you can take something from a person if they didn't want to consent to it. That's just wrong. She didn't want that. you. Exactly. So that's one thing I want to say. Like I'm like that narrative. Like a lot of people are like, well, she was a whole anyways, or she's been. Or like did it that she wanted it. It does not matter. I don't care. Like, she did, like you cannot say that. Or when people say to dress a certain way, I'm like there are people who are fully clothed who get. Oh, but, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Can I finish my sentence though? Okay, go ahead. I'm saying there are people who are fully clothed who get raped. There are babies oh, okay, who okay. get raped. It don't matter to people. Like if you like fucking outfit. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. What she was saying because. I think we should take the stance of never blame the child. It's never the child's fault. That's the or the victim or any victim, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So these are identifiers to see other people and how they think about the situation. So if we see people saying, "Oh, um, 
yeah, blame the blame the victim or the child or whatever, and you try and have a discussion about it, and they're still like, oh, no, it's the child's fault. She was a hoe. She was a thought. Da 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 da. Then it's like, okay, I try to have a dialogue with you so we could come to a better understanding, and you still want to keep on with your ways, and it's just gonna have to cut you off as well. Mm-hmm. Part of the process. Big okay. facts. What Big facts. You like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Oh, the whole clothing thing. I mean, I feel like clothing does play a factor to certain things but too, no, though. No, 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 no. Clothing can get your dick hard, fine, if she looks good, but that doesn't mean that you need to stick her dick and. No, it's not an excuse. Right, right, right. No okay. excuse. No excuse. I'm okay. just saying. I'm just saying. Those are two different things. Okay. Because your dick getting hard and erected <laughs> is different than you ripping off her clothes, <laughs> hearing her scream, hearing you push her off of you, and then you forcing your penis into okay. her vagina. Okay. Those are two different things. Let's have that conversation. Okay. 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 Big facts. Oh, yes. Big facts. Yes. Yes. We yes. got yes. that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Or not. I don't care. Like, it was said. It was, it was said. said. I know. Like I said, you it was said. Arrested, but I mean, you don't have to force it in. So okay. So yo, final to so just like like you know warm things up. Yo, that was kind of heavy. Those are heavy topics we had. Okay. Quicker, light it up. Let's move on to our final topic. It's about to wrap up. Um. No, I don't want to answer first. Okay, cool. So I was gonna ask, like, basically, like, would you um prefer to live like with the person the um love of your life? And live like a poor life, or would you be, be um, married to someone who's like financially wealthy, but you're just content with them? You're not like you know, you don't hate them, you don't love them, you're just okay being in that situation. Oh, yeah, it's not your soulmate. That's your brethren. Just you just marry, and that's it. So, what do you think? Well, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I would have to choose broke because money. I don't know. For me, money doesn't solve all problems. The happiness is gonna is gonna be the longevity. So if we're rich and because if we're rich and it's not somebody I'm really fuck with, it's not somebody I really have a vibe with, then eventually it's just not gonna work out. So that money is just it's not gonna keep everything together. But if we're broke and I can't see myself being broke, but if we're broke in that situation and we're happy, we're in love, da 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 da, then it's definitely gonna have longevity, and that's what's important to me is longevity. If it, if I can see it breaking down, then really, what's the point? Just for money? So I just wanted someone so like that. Um, yeah. If you're in a relationship with me, we're not gonna be poor. That's just crazy. I can't be poor. I'm not gonna be poor. Hypothetically speaking, though. Yeah, hypothetically, I'm not going to be poor. <laughs> so, there's that. And number two, yeah, I might as I just would rather be in love or whatever the fuck. Like, I'd rather be with my soulmate and we can work towards getting on and popping and rich and whatever else we need to be as opposed to just being with this rich man that I don't like and a mad girl style every night when I go home. want to throw up. It's not cute. No, I want to be with my soulmate. We'll work towards, you know, being rich and being cute. Hypothetically, I will not be broke as well. I mean, not even, I'm not going to be broke. So, I mean, that's not a point. But if I'm playing along and I'm playing along saying that I am broke, I'm at my soul. If I'm playing along with your standards and the standard is to be broke with the man that I love for the rest of my life or to be rich with a man that I love, but I'm just content with, but he's not like my soulmate. Listen, if am I coming from a rich family or a poor family in this scenario? Listen, I'm going to the rich man because I could just give money to the soulmate, and you know, if the guy dies early, you know, I'm joking. 
<laughs> not joking, not joking. <laughs> I was like, yo, why don't I just stay with him and just send the money off to my main man? But like, who? I don't have to. Like, we're gonna be rich on our own. No, no, no. Honestly, this is just a hypothetical, and this hypothetical doesn't say that I don't love the person. You said that I'm content with them. I love them. Do I want money? I think I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the opposite. I want the money. I want this money. This is a hypothetical. Me and my man. Me and my man. The one that I love for the rest of my life. We will not be broke. We'll be building together. Nice. I agree. I think I will go for the money thing still. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Financially wealthy. You know what I'm saying? All day, every day. You know. Also, too, do you guys honestly believe in soulmates? Soulmate is just the person that you that you just connect with on that level. It's like you have the soulmate. You have the the person that you get coffee with every month. Soulmate, and you have like the person that you can talk to about, you know, all your schoolwork, soulmate. And you have the person that, you know, you want to, um, like, spend the rest of your life with, but it's not romantic. It's just, like, like a sister, someone that became your family, soulmate. Like, those are your soulmates for real. And then you have that romantic soulmate. Maybe you have a bunch of romantic soulmates. I don't know. But, like, soulmates are on so many different levels. Like, my little sister is my soulmate. Like, I want to be with her for the rest of my life. I hope that she stays in my life forever and hope that we're mad close and I hope that we grow together. Like, my father, my all of my close friends, like, those are my soulmates for real, for real. Like, some of the people that I've just met throughout the past few years, like, we're not super close, but, like, we connect like that. Like that those are my soulmates, so... Yeah, definitely being soulmates for sure. Yeah, with that definition, yeah, the definition she gave, like your soul is connected. Like if that's the definition we're using, her soul, our souls are connected to, like you know what I mean, like our family, like our close, close family. Like she said, like you know our parents, like you know what I mean, stuff like that. Like if we're using that definition, and I just looked it up on Google, that Google gave her definition, like not just in regards to the romantic sense. Um, if we're talking about the romantic sense, I believe that there are soul ties. I don't know the, de- I haven't thought about the definition yet. About the difference i guess a soul tie is like a soulmate but i guess in my sense that i'm thinking about it is sometimes our souls could be tied to somebody toxic yeah. not saying that our soul but like i feel like a mate yeah yeah so i feel like our mate is like something like you know like i mean soul ties you still kind of choose to i think soul ties i think i'm more like i agree with you like it's more of like a I'm spiritual sure thing you're, i think yeah i think from my understanding soul ties like your spirit is connected to a person whether it's good or bad it could be toxic or it doesn't have to be toxic you're just stuck you're stuck to that person so that means we're saying that soulmates can not be toxic is that what we're saying then? I think if your souls connect to one another, then like that's just the universe aligning you, like because it's right. Like I feel like if you're connected to somebody that's toxic, I don't think that's your soul. I think you just no. But I do believe that there are soul ties. Like I've seen, like for instance, like like for some reason, like I do believe in like the spiritual realm. I can't yeah, explain absolutely. it, but I feel like sometimes. And not necessarily like the souls are tied, but like there's some type of demonic force. That's just the best way I can describe it. Honestly, I don't know how to describe it. But like there's some type of negative force that's kind of like, you know, binding the two together for whatever reason that you might be stuck. For some people, it could have been like, for instance, some people, there's something called traumatic bonding, right? And traumatic bonding is when you bond to somebody based off of trauma. So for instance, when we were talking about the R. Kelly thing before, um, some people can't, like people are like, oh, why don't they just pick up and leave? There's something called traumatic bonding. And when you thoroughly understand traumatic bonding you understand why people in any scenario where they're abused don't just pick up and leave because it's not that easy i think even within that documentary like the psychologist was even saying like it takes like somebody to like permanent leave an abusive relationship like seven times for them to actually pack up and leave for them to be like, permanent
slightly gone on average, right? And like, and for a lot of people that could be more or less. So traumatic bonding is definitely something. And I feel like traumatic bonding might have ties to like soul ties or whatever, or like the neg- the negative side of it. But I haven't thought about it. So my, my, my answer might change. But that's just kind of like what I'm thinking off the whim right now. But my answer might Sounds good. Okay. So I like the idea of a soulmate, but... I won't believe it until I actually go through it. So I haven't met my soulmate yet. So I like the idea of it, but I got to experience it first before. What about her definition with like the family stuff? Um, Are you connected? Is your soul connected to your family? Are you guys that close? I I think our soul is connected to our family just biologically. Like, you know, we're, we're technically a tribe together. So I think automatically we're going to be connected to our family. I just look at it. I look at it as uh, at a biological sense. I don't. I I just see. I just don't agree with your definition of soulmate. Like I could just be a soulmate with. Like you said, you're a soulmate with your sister. I just think of that as um, an automatic connection, biological. I think the biological could still be explained in the like. I guess this whole soul stuff is like the spiritual. That's what I'm just doing. I think that there is a connection sometimes. I get really, like, I feel like there's like a connection. I feel the family connection in regards, like, if I find out somebody's my family member, it's like I love them automatically. I don't care who you are. If I find out we're related, I love you. But like, my mom is not my soulmate. Like, that's not my friend. That's not my homie. That's not my bedroom. That's not my, we're not connected like that. Like, I love her to death. Obviously, that's my mom, but that is not my soulmate. We're family. Love her. Connected. Like, I feel like your soulmate is those people, like, okay, I feel that. Like, this is the connection that I have with you. Like, I feel like it's just a different, it's a different feeling than just like, this is my family and we're family, so we're connected. I feel like quantum Which is physics also, can describe soulmates. Quantum physics. I think that, because like on a like molecular Jesus atom like level. Girl. No, no, no. I think I tried studying it recently. Yeah. It's a lot of math and honestly, I need a break from math. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think it might, it may, it possibly, I don't know, like I said, I'm just trying to learn this, so it could possibly have the answers, maybe like the science, or I think it's a pseudo-science, I don't even know if it's a real science yet, but. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't think so, 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 so I don't believe in soulmates. Wait, when you say soulmates, do you mean like I one, mean, know, one, one person that's destined for yes, you only? that's what I mean, of, yeah, so there's, that's that, what I mean. there's that definition. I don't believe there's one person. I feel like people develop into that person for you. I don't believe there's one person out there that I'm going to find down the street. Or that's the only person that's out there. So I guess I think I'm more aligned with her. Like you can have a connection with somebody and then it can develop strong. But I don't feel like just like there's one person that's destined for me and I'm going to find out. No, I don't believe in that. Well, people that enter your life are destined for you. But I don't know if... I think it just depends. I I feel like some people have their... Like that definition, I think people, some people have that where it's like I met them when I was sixteen, and now we're together for fifty years. And then it's just like, okay, like you found her, like you got, you got her, you got the one. But like some people, it's just like whoever enters into your life is destined for you because they came there. Like that's what you're supposed to have in your life. I disagree with that. You disagree? Yeah. So you feel like anything that happens in your life is not destined for you. I think sometimes it's not destined. Sometimes it's like I think I feel like we all have the free will, and I believe there's certain people that come to certain people come to life to basically teach you something, whether it's positive or negative. Certain people, but not every person is in my life that's destined. It just happens. Just the fact that they just happen to be there when I'm there. Period. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> so if somebody, if you and somebody were just there at the same time, would that be, that's not a coincidence. Okay, so like, what do you mean like coming to my as if like I got to like bond with them in that person or does someone just, just like I just in my environment? Any, anyone or anything that comes into your life, like I think that that is you. That's your sense of purpose in your yeah, life. Yeah, that's what she's trying to say. De- if you want to use okay. the word destiny, I don't know if I would say, I don't think I've ever said destiny. But, like, that is your story. Like, that happened to you for a specific reason, and that's yours. Like, that is happening to you because it's for you. So let me ask you a question. So do you feel like you being here a part of this podcast is part of the destiny? Is destined to happen? Ah, I hate this word, destiny. Destiny. It's destiny. Um, sure. I think it's, it's, not, it's not a coincidence. Like, it's very much on purpose. I think that we do have certain things that come into our lives. And like you said, we do have the choice to pick and choose what kind of like affects us. Then in retrospect, it's like, okay, well then, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, then it was meant to cross your path. But I do think that people use that as like a scapegoat. Like some people just like, for instance, some people in relationships, for example, will just try to use everything like, oh, this person's here or this, but like, oh, you get the D, you get the D, everybody gets the D. Like, it's just like, no, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Oh, she was, it was destined. Like, you know what I mean? Some people try to use that to cheat. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not how it works. So as long as you're not trying to use it as an excuse to do something negative, then fine for me. Um, Destiny, that's a... It's a deep one. You say that the podcast is destiny. This podcast was destiny. You know what I'm saying? It was destiny. It was part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But maybe it is destiny, but I see it more of a of a test. Like you're going to, like life is just one big test. You're not going to be continuously being put to the test over and over and over again. So the test, maybe the test is destiny and how you pass or how you fail is going to dictate how you're going to get to the next test and to the next test and to the next test. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Okay, I'm leaving at that. That was good. That was what's up. So, everyone, thank you for being part of this. This was great, honestly. I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it. An hour and 30. Yeah. We can keep going. There's so much more, but we'll be back again. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, Dala, tell them where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, blackdollars.ca, or you can find me on www.blackdollars.ca, or you can find me on YouTube, blackdollars.ca, across the board. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, see ya. Talk to the people. Tell them where to find you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Swap. <laughs> you can find me on Insta at What Happens in Cuba. It's spelled how it sounds. Um, I have a SoundCloud too. What's my SoundCloud? It is um, Empara G. Oh, no, E M P A R A A. Yeah, that's me. Go check it out. Also, you're an artist too. So, like, you want to sing something real quick? You want me to sing? Why not? Okay, after Tracy introduced herself. Tracy, tell them where to, to put in some plugs, man. Tell them to find you. All right, y'all can find me at Instagram. Um, my name is Tracy underscore K-T-R-A-C-E-Y underscore K-A-Y-Y. And if you type in my name on YouTube, you can find me at Tracy K as well. I just started Twitter and I need followers, so follow me. <laughs> I'll follow. See, uh, you want to sing? Or nah? sure. Let a quick one. Come on. Of course. Of course. I didn't know I was singing. What should I sing? <sighs> one of my songs? Uh, I think I lost myself. 
A long time ago I left a red wrist face blade On the side of the road But people don't always Adapt to change So I tried to go back for her Didn't make it I was lost And she starved out there for days Yeah, sometimes I feel I feel like I'm suffocating I feel so complacent I feel stuck Yo, sometimes I feel I feel like I can't even sleep Cause my restless mind Is keeping me up That's what's up, that's what's up That's what's up Oh, that was lit, that was lit, that was lit Yo, see ya, thank you for that That was amazing, yo, I love that What's up, good voice, eh? Talented, a lot of talented people here Tracy sings too you know, and you know, she raps, and, and she makes poetry, 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 and, and you too, though. And Della too. Della's a talented, a talented dude himself. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a lot of content, very like intellectual, sound-minded guy too. You know, some good people here on this podcast, and I'm so thankful to be uh, for you guys to be a part of this. I truly appreciate. But as always, you know to find me, Jeffrey Suave. You can also email me at speakermindpodcast. SpeakYourMindPod at gmail.com. Like I said, you can agree to disagree. That's our opinion. Thank you for tuning in for this episode, and we're going to continue to create more of this content. Alright? Peace. Then why you let the man do you phony? Girl, you should let me change up your life. See, everywhere that you go, they stop and they stay. And all the mother girls, them no feet compare. Your backside is so amazing. Skin soft like a baby. Now you they drive me crazy. I won't love you daily. Your backside is so amazing. Skin soft like a baby. Yeah, your body so mm, Me love all your skin mm, Me love all your glow yeah. Your body be shining like diamond Me love all your glow yeah. Bad, bad, bad girl, give me wine Are you gonna let a man buzz it down? If you give me chance, I go shut it down If you give me chance, I go put it on you Bad, bad, bad girl, give me love Don't say I don't go take your love for granted Everything you wear, where I take it off Round of applause, round of applause when the shorty I be walking. She get it show, put the lily in the coffin. Shaking the ground, she breaking the ground when she treading softly. Straight to my bed, straight to my bed, me not get no time for long time. Ride my way up to your ship is getting sunken. Send me quick fire, we go fire to the morning. Yeah, you be my boo. Dip on your skin like tattoo. 
I do anything for you. Just follow me, follow me, follow me. One in my back, Bad, bad, bad girl, give me one. Are you gonna let a man buzz it down? If you give me chance, I go shut it down. If you give me chance, I go put it on you. Bad, bad, bad girl, give me love. No say I no go take your love for granted. Everything you wear, where I take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. London girl, come give me wine. Are you gonna let a man buzz it down? If you give me chance, I go shut it down. If you give me chance, I go put it on you. My African girls, come give me love. No say I no go take your love for granted. Everything you wear, where I take it off. Yeah, mm, me love all your skin. Mm. Me love how you glow, yeah Your body be shining like diamond Me love how you glow, yeah Me love how your skin, mm Me love how you glow, yeah Your body be shining like diamond Me love how you glow